recording again boys thanks for jumping on steve this is our bonus recording that may or may not uh ever be aired we'll we'll see <laughs> awesome so guys i gotta tell you this uh go look up that cal peterson save from last night oh, oh. phenomenal oh man i gotta send you a save from uh charles anthony barbeau hold up well while you do that i'm gonna send you the save from barbeau i literally fell off my couch this is what? disgusting. Well, and Cal, then Peterson, Peterson's, Cal Peterson's man is just holy freaking. I, you know, that guy. I've got that hate for the LA Kings. You know, Dude, after what? The, well, I'm sorry, oh yeah, I'm watching it. <laughs> oh, isn't that disgusting? Like, like I'm just I, trying to figure out what the rags are doing, not shooting for five seconds while he's in the corner. Oh, I know, right? But you know, I'm I'm watching that, and he, he I, I, I just can't even on that save. I just can't even. Like, it broke me into. 20 pieces watching him dive across <laughs> like that like tim howard just oh and like a soccer goalie seriously oh that was phenomenal our like, save of the year i'm like yeah it should be called the recovery of the years what that one is um <laughs> you know amazing you know that he got across to do that you know so yeah that was just just freaking insane so yeah send me that other clip there chris um because i i love watching a good tendy save um so yeah, yeah, because I, I know the like. Well, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry, go ahead, Chris. No, I was gonna say when I when we were doing that episode at the Masked Men of the Mountain Division, um, we just had that crappy video, um, and uh, man, he made some he made some beauties. But this one, I literally, what if, what have I ranked this one? Because this is gonna be already for the year. I have a stupid amount. Honestly, man, I'm you know what? I'm already at 88 saves for the month of November and only 25 goals. I actually think I have a problem. Um, but uh, yeah, this we're, save we're that not he biased made, at all, man. We're not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> this thing's top ten for sure. But let me find it. And sorry, you can continue what you're doing. So how many saves are you watching if you're compiling the top 100? Oh, I'm watching. I save. Like how many are you clipping? Games. I guess should I say like how many do you cut down from? Um, that's the debate. Like last month, I had over 120 saves. And I took it down to 100. Um, this month, I'm already at 88, and it's only the 23rd. Um, but again, it's probably a quieter weekend of hockey because it's Thanksgiving weekend in the United States. And uh, Yeah, most of the USP teams, I think, are off, right? Yeah, there's a lot of teams off. There are some playing. In fact, there's a few games tonight, so I'm excited. Oh, well, tonight, in other words, I get to wake up and watch them because they're all 2, 3 o'clock. In the morning. <laughs> but, um, you know, it means I get to wake up and watch hockey. So that's a pretty perfect morning for me. And, uh, no, I watch, I literally watch every Mountain Division, not Mountain Division, uh, Western USPHL game. So Mountain Northwest and Pacific. So there's 18 teams and I watch every one of their games. So I have a problem. Uh, but I also watch teams, uh, you know, like people we've talked to before. So I still watch Battle Creek. Um, even though at that point, Tristan Jensen was, uh, um, with the Rum River Mallards, but he got he acquired a team in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. So I watched those games. I watched uh, the Nalls Northeast Generals, Austin Bruins, New Jersey Titans. I watched the EHLs, uh, and I always go to say Chicago, but it's New England Wolves because they got the Chicago Wolves mm-hmm. logo. So I always yeah. call them Chicago. Um, and then I like the EHL P's Union Thunder because they're a new expansion team. Um, and uh, I, I think I need to get an EOAJHL correspondent because I just don't have that much time left in my <laughs> week. Um, so, 
I'm, I'm actually lit. Does it outsource see. watching hockey? <laughs> yeah, basically. Hey, tell me what the plays were this month in the E. You know, that's uh, you know what, because yeah, you know, I I loved watching the E, but our, our main two contacts in the E um, at the point, like we had uh, Matt Couvret, uh, who had owned our prior package at that point, but sold the team, and then our co-host uh, Sebastian uh, was an assistant coach with Carlton Place, um, the E team, and now he's the head coach of the U18 team. Uh, so we didn't all of a sudden have any e contacts. Yes, we have the commissioner Mark French, but um, that's not one specific team. That's the whole league. <laughs> He's the commissioner of the whole league. So I'm like, uh, I reached out to him and he gave me some suggestions on who I maybe should talk to uh, to be uh, a correspondent. Um, and uh, somebody that gives us a little bit of a touch because uh, we we got great feedback watching the e. Yeah, unfortunately, I am not yet paid full time to watch hockey. So, um, <laughs> Until that day occurs, um, I still have to work. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but yeah. So you uh, you mentioned Battle Creek. I actually lived there for a summer. Um, okay. Part of my other endeavors when I was in school is I did a lot of play-by-play. Um, so okay. one summer I had an internship with a Woodbat collegiate baseball team. Um, basically, what it is is it's a lot of kids that play on different variation of NCAA. Um, NCAA Division three and JUCO baseball teams during the school yeah. year. And then in the summer, they all get together and they have these conglomerate teams and they can get scouted. And it's really big for the JUCO kids to make the jump into NCAA, et cetera. Um, crazy schedule is 72 games in 12 weeks. So it's legitimately oh six God. games a week, every week for 12 <laughs> weeks. dude. Yeah, it was crazy. We had two road trips that were like over 12 days long where we legit leave Battle Creek on Monday and you come back two weeks later. <laughs> but wow. it was cool. It was a decent city. Um, the Kellogg's factory is there. So one cool thing is like when we'd have to get to the ballpark early, if you wake up like before sunrise, the whole city smells like fruity pebbles. <laughs> oh yeah. See, Buffalo is the same way. We have, uh, we have the, Ke- is it Kellogg's or GM? I don't know who we have, um, uh, at this point, it's been too long, but there was, you could tell if they were making Cheerios. Um, oh, there's two other ones, two uh, golden grams. I don't remember, but it was like, you could smell the cereals in the air and you're like, oh, it's a Cheerios day. <laughs> that's funny yeah yeah so i'm definitely mean. trying to get back up uh to battle creek see the see the colonels play uh they're relatively new if i recall only a couple yeah. years so. yeah no their expansion team this year uh love oh, year? love okay. the jerseys they pop yeah um tristan uh like i said i think he he acquired um i know he i think he played his college hockey in the area and uh he wanted to have a team back there so a uh, brand new team they those jerseys pop on tv i Love to get my hands on one, Tristan. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you find a play-by-play guy up there. I still think they need one because I don't think when they have home games in Battle Creek, I just listen to the rink noises. You know, not the worst, but uh, I don't get those peaks. I have to wait for the stick taps sometimes if I'm, like, walking around the house doing stuff. Yeah, I think so they they're only like be, yeah. They're only, like, 25 minutes from uh, Western Michigan over there in Kalamazoo. Okay. It might be worth reaching out. That's a pretty good hockey school uh nchc team so i'm sure they got some guys over there that would call some junior hockey yeah because i mean that just helps people like i know there's a lot of young guys right now whether they just left the league or whatever um that are calling games and it's they're fun to listen to because i can tell in some of these kids games uh they're still personal vendettas when they're talking about specific <laughs> players on the ice you can hear it in their voices where the old guys that you know it's 
the old guys just, you know, sound like old guys calling hockey or the young guys. Uh, they're fun. They're they're super fun to listen to. Uh, lots of lots of players. I know like Rock Springs and Lake Tahoe and um, uh, I won't say they're they're super young in Rogue Valley and in Medford, Oregon. Um, you know, I don't think they're they're fresh out of college uh, or in college because I think some of these guys are still in college. But it's it's a great way to to get that experience and 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 get involved with the team and and hone your your play by play skills because it's that's a like me and Steve were talking about it last week. That's not a that's not an easy job. Play by play is a lot a lot harder than it looks. Well, just yeah, look that's... at us on air. Look at us on air right now, right, guys. <laughs> like we're like we're just we're re- sometimes we're reading a script and we're fumbling all over it. You know, imagine yeah. doing that live. Like you, you yeah. have some experience doing that. Like I've tried to call a game from the comfort of my own home just to entertain people. I've, I, but by the way, which I always wanted to do this thing, you know, like you know, I mean, you talked about it, yeah. Call a real game. Yeah, call a real <laughs> game, like you know, and you know, this is a fun episode, so he can bleep me out. But you know, like, like take a look I at that D. He totally shit the ice right there. Like, what are you doing? What are you? Doing? <laughs> You're supposed to be behind the net. Come on, come on. Come on, spark plug. Get to the front of that. TNT's that getting close to that. <laughs> they, they let it fly on there a little bit. Yeah, I, I just love it to get called, you know, sometimes because, you know, I, uh, you know, it was interesting because I grew up watching CBC. Right. So they just back in the old days, they just called the game. There was really no favorites. Like a goal was scored. They cheered for other side. And now there's so much bias. And I, I was shocked when I moved here and I was watching, you know, the, you know, for example, the play by play for the Boston Bruins. I'm like, holy cow, Homer, you know. Oh, my God. Don't even talk these, about Boston's brutal. Like, oh, geez, it's, so, like, it's so hard. I, to won't, I just won't listen. Oh, I know. That's what I do, too. But like, you know, Jack Edwards, I think is his name, like a high stick. Like his team can high stick a guy to face knock chicklets. Oh, look at him just exaggerating right now, trying to draw the penalty. Meanwhile, the blood's gushing on the ice. I'm like, what the hell, dude? Like, come on. Yeah. Like, call it. If the other goalie makes a good save, call it a good save. My favorite moment, though, was, um, you know, because living here in Arizona, I got to meet a ton of players. So I always go, uh, you know, try to try to talk with guys before games to get some autographs. But uh, Benoit Pouliot was on the Canadians and he was a pretty tough guy. You know, he's a bigger player, just never lived up to his full potential. But when he was on the Canadians, he went after a Bruins player and, you know, Edwards was spouting off. Oh, yeah, come, come try that here. I'll take you on out. <laughs> I was like, oh, whatever, bud, come on. Well, Pouliot's on the Bruins the next year. So I was just dying. You know, I could not wait to see Jack Edwards walking across. And I'm not kidding you. It was perfectly timed. Edwards is walking because the setup for the Coyotes, uh, where they used to play in Glendale, the Renaissance Hotel was right there and the arena was right there. So players would just walk over most of the time. And there's Edwards walking and Pouliot's walking not too far in the background. So I just belted out, hey, Edwards, now's your chance. There he is. Go show me what you can do. And he wouldn't even look at me. And I was like, that's what I thought. But anyway, <laughs> you can leave that one there, take it out, Chris. But uh, yeah. Oh no, this is unedited. Whatever you say is sticking around. Like oh, I do, beauty. but Ben, Ben will just be like, wait, I can say anything, and he'll just drop like ten f bombs in a row. And I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to go full full fledged hockey on on it right now. I usually get them out of my way before we start recording. But seeing okay, you're a younger coach, Stephen. So right now, you know my Montreal Canadiens have been a shit show. Uh, for coaching for years now because we just recycled the same french canadian coach same stuff over and over and it was so <laughs> really do i love it flipping frustrating uh, to me right now martin say 
yeah, he's just, you know, to me, such a breath of fresh air as a coach, right? Because, you know, last season when Dom Ducharme, now the guy, the guy had a rough go, like everybody was injured. Everybody was injured, you know, so he had a little bit of that going on the side, but this whole benching a rookie when they make a mistake and they sit a whole period and you give them like two minutes in the next period and they're like, well, they're not doing much. So like even in last night's game, we're getting schlacked. We're just getting pumped by the by the Sabers, man. It was, you know, they though I don't turn off the games anymore because I know these guys will battle back. Uh, as soon as it became six to two or six to three, I was like, okay, well now we're we're totally done. But you know, we, we'll watch them make a mistake and he throws them back out. So in this case, it was three nothing. Like you know, really early on in the hockey game, he doesn't call the timeout. Nope, go figure it out, boys. Rolls the line right back out there. We get a goal, right? Uh, I've never seen like Cole Caulfield look dejected and almost done halfway through last season. And this season, just like not even even the end of last season, just looks lit up, phenomenal, ready to go. So, how's your guys' coaching style? You know, are you you know because you were talking about your rookies, you guys are so excited about watching them score. Like, what what's 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 your how do you guys handle the rookies on your team? Yeah, I mean, I, I think for St. Louis and what he's doing, it, it just comes down to confidence. Um, they they have the luxury of playing 82 games. They have the luxury of not necessarily being considered a playoff team right now or at the beginning. I don't know what the expectation is in Montreal. I guess it's probably Stanley Cup every year for Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not a Stanley Cup, it's bust. But it's I think everybody bullshit. realizes that they're sort of a couple years from being, like, really elite. Um, so just the, like... It is tough for us, right? Because we have to stay results oriented to some degree. It's a results oriented business and the big picture is about results. So for us, it's definitely about staying process oriented and keeping the kids process oriented, right? And and it's tough because it's hard to score, right? It's very hard mm-hmm. to score. Even in our league, it's hard to score a goal. So a guy will work his bag off, will set up a good breakout, will join the rush, will get to the right spot, will get the backdoor tip in and it'll miss wide. And he comes back to the bench and he's PO'd, man. He's ticked. He's he's rattled. He's kicking the boards. And I'm like, dude, do you know how hard it is to put yourself in that position? Do you know how much you did right to even get the opportunity at a backdoor tap in? It just popped off your stick. The next time we're going to get it. Right. And it's just keeping them. You know, that's a microcosm and a small uh you know, version of that, but the same is true for our whole season, right? Kind of like I say about the OU loss. Guys, two to one, but we did everything right, right? It, we just didn't get the bounce at the end of the game. Could we have scored a couple? Sure. Could we have prevented a breakaway? Maybe. But at the end of the day, you guys really played well and it just didn't work out for us. So I think that is probably the biggest struggle for us is trying to, to maintain that. But at the same time, you know, the facts are the facts. Right now, our ranking puts us outside of the regional tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's just not acceptable for us. So from a result standpoint, we have to get ourselves back into that spot. Yeah. Um, so, again, I mean, I, I just see a guy like St. Louis and I just say, wow, that guy is coaching with confidence and he doesn't care what happens. And he's exuding so much confidence that his players don't care what happens either because they're doing the right things. They're chipping away. They're getting better. They're making the adjustments. The results will come later. Yeah. And that's that's, you know, to me, you know, I, I, I couldn't understand you know, the the old hard nosed coaching like <clears throat> like Taurus right now, you can't argue that he gets results, right? Players hate the guy. You know, you watch, 
you know, you watch them after he leaves a team and they talk about how brutal it is, but he has the Philadelphia Flyers playing pretty good hockey, right? Columbus, he, you know, had them with one of the best records. What was that? What what was the streak that the two teams were on? This was a few Christmases ago. Like, I think my older daughter was about four, but you guys remember that when we had two when teams Columbus had won like 16 straight games. Yeah, it was it was the yeah. battle of, of, of like winning second or third longest streak all time in the NHL yeah. history, which is crazy. Yeah, but they had them going against another team that had a winning streak, right? And it was the battle of the winning streaks. It was, it was, and everybody tuned in, you know. So, you know, he he gets results. Like I get the balance there, but watching, they got, you know, of course I'm a Habs fan, right? So I'm watching practice footage for God's sakes, right? So, you know, just watching him lay down and block a shot in practice, right? You're doing stuff mm-hmm. like that. Him just sh- taking the time to, you know, show Cole Caulfield, like, hey, here's your positioning on a shot. Try to do this. Caulfield turns around and gets the goal the next game. You know, to me, there's, he was an elite player in his own, his own, you know, you know, his own sort of terms, right? Smaller guy, wasn't considered, was traded a few times and had a Hall of Fame career, Right. He's going to do that for Caulfield because he's just unbelievable right now. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I just like the, the the shift in coaching styles right now. Because, like, you know, players coach sometimes is what you need. Sometimes you need the hard-nosed stuff. And, you know, again, in your position, I, I totally understand where you guys are coming from because your season's a heck of a lot shorter. And, you know, you have to produce in order to, to go ahead. Um, on another note, though, uh, <laughs> my If I could just real quick, though. Yeah, um, yeah Kind of going back, like – for me, that's sort of been one of the biggest adjustments this year is because my background is primarily in youth hockey, where the goal is just different, right? Like, we're not yeah. playing for a 14U single-A national championship. So in those situations especially, I'm big on every kid plays in every situation throughout the game. Like, all those kids' playing time is going to be almost identical um, as, you know, to facilitate exactly that. We want to learn the process. We want to teach kids how to do things. And then you get here, and it's like, oh, man, like, I would love to roll every line all the time, but unfortunately, like we do need to get goal scorers out in certain situations, defensive guys out in situations. So that's sort of been the adjustment for me is like having that freedom. It's almost like the uh, it is like decision paralysis, right? Where now I have options and I'm like, oh man, what do I do? <laughs> like yeah. really, as a youth coach, it's easy. You just roll the next five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, one thing though tonight, uh, you up for a beer bet? Habs. Blue Jackets. Let's do it. <laughs> All right, because I will be in your area at some point. Uh, I'm, you know, it, it kills me. My 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 Habs always play brutal in Columbus. Like it's just a, a bar in that we just get shredded. It seems like all the time. Um, and then this is another funny story. I think it was about four years ago. I was actually in Cincinnati, you know, for this former job of mine, and the Habs were playing the Blue Jackets. You know, and I was tempted to make the drive. I'm like, man, because I heard it's a great setup, you know, going down to the arena, restaurants, bars, you know, and I'm like, I want to experience that. What stopped me from going is I'm like, we always lose in Columbus. And that night, I think we lost something like nine to one. Ten to one. I remember. Yeah, that was like ten one to one. Biggest that... losses is ten to one final. Oh, yep. God. Can you imagine like Good me call. driving two and a half hours <laughs> to get there? Rolling on in and just to watch my team just get shellacked. Like, I think I would have been passed out of the bar missing my flight the next morning um, because it was so bad. But, yeah, I definitely want to be, you know, I, I love watching junior hockey. I love watching college hockey. 
and NHL. So at some point I'm going to be in the neck of the woods to sort of, you know, get two or three games together. So we'll do the yeah, beer. There's a lot tonight. of, uh, there's a lot of great of all three, honestly, you've got the blue jackets, uh, like say Ohio state, Dayton, Xavier, Cincinnati, all right there, Miami. Um, and then you've got the Cincinnati Cyclones, Columbus Mavericks, Toledo Cherokee all right here in Ohio as well. Yeah. So yeah, I'll make that one of my destination spots because it's not too bad for me to sit back home because it's not relatively all that far because we're, you know, where I grew up is to St. Marie. So just, you know, it's five and a half hours out of Detroit. So it's not brutal yeah. for me. So, yeah. So we'll do the beer bet tonight, man. So uh, you may be getting nicely buzzed on uh, my dollar. <laughs> That'd Come be great. on, Josh Anderson, some revenge. Come on, buddy. Yeah, the caps are still down like $35 million in IR, so we'll see. <laughs> well, that you two can agree between about the that. <laughs> Between the caps and the Blue Jackets, you could field a playoff team with injured reserve players. Oh, yeah. yeah. Seriously, they're at like $80 million almost combined, those two teams. Yeah, well, that was me last year with my hats. Like, the most man hours lost due to injury. Like, uh, I, I just Yeah, remember- we feel like that a little bit at UC this year. It's so bad. Like we played and, Liberty two weeks ago, three weeks ago. We didn't even, we weren't able to dress all our guys. Like we didn't have any scratches, and we were actually down one. Jeez. We didn't have the extra skater. So yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a bit of a struggle. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't envy that. I remember, I think it was one of the games in January last year, where half the team had COVID, the rest is injured, and we were playing essentially with the AHL roster. <laughs> And it was in Florida, and I think the team just went, I'll just go play the game, like, whatever, right? It's not going to get any better. But part of the thing that, going back, is the salary cap always makes life interesting. But for everybody that was crapping on Carey Price's contract, you know, year after year, and then you see what everything he brought to that team, you know, it wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just his ability as a goaltender. Like, he was that calming, relaxed influence in that locker room. Um but my uh, claim to fame on price, though, is uh, I'm a little bit crazy. Uh, my I just took down my picture today on Skype, but it used to be with my full bald head painted in Habs colors at the games. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that, that gives you compete on the hockey floor there, but nothing like full head paint. <laughs> but uh, I went to the one game, and you can imagine this, in a desert dressed as Chewbacca. And uh, it was in November. So it was a little, little on the cooler side, but it was still hot, dude. And Gary Price, I caught him before the game walking by, and... I got him to break his poker face and smile uh, <laughs> and have a good laugh. My wife, this was back during the uh, uh, him and PK Subad did the, the low the low fives. So he went to go give me a, a low five, and my wife missed the picture. So I, I've never let her know uh. that. <laughs> so I'm like, that would have just been the memory, you know, for all time, right? But, yeah, so good luck for, you know, your, your Blue Jackets tonight. Uh and then I think you guys, I get to rub this one. I think my Habs are going to just kill you guys in D.C. because we're going to end up sending a few of our players on over that way and milking some picks and prospects. <laughs> we shall You're see. You're going over there, Chris. <laughs> we'll see. He's, he's wishing hate. I got to remember sometimes right I'm on mute. <laughs> but I should probably wrap up and uh, go cook some dinner here. Not a bad idea. Well, hey, Steve, great talking to you, man. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thank you guys you. so much. This was a lot of fun. And also, yeah, hey, uh, throw it out to your attendee. We love talking to attendees. If he wants to jump on a podcast, just let us know. <laughs> yeah, I should plug. You guys should see um, Emily Christie is our uh, media person right now. She's doing a fantastic job. And she actually mic'd up uh, Ian Cosby, our starting goalie, last week at practice or two weeks ago. Um, so there's a pretty good video. I'll see if I can find it. I'll send it your guys' way. 
Uh, Definitely. Yeah, he, he's a character. So, yeah, I'll talk to him and see if he's interested. Awesome. Sounds great. Well, you have a great <laughs> Thanksgiving, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you, boys. All right. Thank you, boys, for jumping on. All right. Talk to you later.